From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. In the good year 2121, this is the January 24 edition of WIA National News. And WIA President Greg Kelly, VK2GPK, revisits Yota. And WIA Secretary Peter Klee, VK8ZZ, revisits this week's e-magazine issued by the ACMA. All up and coming in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. Now, what in the world are we coming to? Just on a week ago, January 17, the FCC issued a warning to USA hams, and I'll read it. Warning. Amateur and personal radio services licensees and operators may not use radio equipment to commit or facilitate criminal acts. The Bureau became aware of discussions on social media platforms suggesting that certain radio services regulated by the Commission may be an alternative to social media platforms for groups to communicate and coordinate future activities. Individuals using radios in the amateur or PRS in this manner may be subject to severe penalties, including significant fines, seizure of the offending equipment and, in some cases, criminal prosecution. It seems these days, some of us just have to be told the bleeding obvious. Now, WIA Secretary Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, joins us. Yes, good morning, Graham, and good morning to the listeners, both in Australia and around the world. In this last week, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, our regulator, issued their latest amateur radio e-bulletin. In this edition, they clarified the use of state and territory identifiers and call signs. Parts of that e-bulletin are included in this text. The ACMA indicated that as part of their recent July 2020 changes, they clarified operational policy so that amateurs can, if they wish, keep their call sign if they gain additional qualifications and or move interstate. The ACMA policy is that when an amateur obtains a call sign for the first time, it will indicate their state or territory of residence, as per the AMC call sign template. However, this practice and state or territory identifiers in general are not a regulatory requirement. The ACMA policy represents a long-standing practice, which is consistent with their ITU obligations. The actual change to the conditions by the regulator not to require a call sign change when moving interstate was made more than a quarter of a century ago in 1994. To be fair, it was not widely publicised at the time. It is current international practice to allow such mobility. There is currently much misinformation on the call sign state identifier being peddled at the moment, especially by a splinter group. Concerns over such perceived change is somewhat belated. Amateur stations who enter competitions that require competitors to have state-based call signs indicating their geographical location can obtain an additional or new call sign that has their state or territory of residence to comply with competition rules. However, both the ACMARL and QRZ.com also have that information available online. The WIA does not require amateur licensees moving interstate to obtain a new call sign. You cannot operate an amateur station away from your licensed address for more than four months. If so, you should contact ACMA to change the address on your license. Some time ago, 
the WIA presented a proposal to ACMA to remove the foundation callsign F-Series and implement the so-called callsign for life. This was discussed extensively at a WIA AGM. The WIA would like to thank the ACMA for considering favourably that proposal. The proposal was a direct result of the WIA surveying the amateur radio cohort. The results yielded an overwhelming number of existing amateurs who endorsed the proposal for change. This has been WIA Director and Secretary Peter, VK8ZZ, for the VK1WIA National News Service. Now, international news with Jason, Victor Kilo 2, Lima Alpha Whiskey. Hello. Vishnu, Yankee Bravo Zero Alpha Zulu, is our Chairman of Directors for IARU Region 3. And in a post on hamradiodaily.com, he says, As you know, 2021 is the year for IARU Region 3 conference to be held. But the current situation is still not safe for everyone in the world to travel and meet. So we will wait and see in the next few months whether the conference can be held in the normal way in person or we have to do it virtually. News from Israel. Radio amateurs in Israel have lost much of their spectrum between 1 and 6 gigahertz and suffered a draconian power reduction on 10 gigahertz. Just some of the changes are 10 to 10.45 gigahertz maximum power is now just 100 milliwatts and is Class A only. Previously it was 100 watts Class A. 6 centimetre band was 56.50 MHz. Now only the satellite segments remain, including 58.30 MHz at 200 milliwatts, only in Class A. The 9 centimetre band has been entirely lost. To Germany now. Germany has dealt with over 3,500 radio interference complaints in 2020. Germany's federal network agency, B-Netzer, take radio interference seriously and in 2020 dealt with over 3,500 cases. Despite the corona pandemic, the testing and measuring service of the federal network agency determined and eliminated over 3,500 radio interference and electromagnetic incompatibilities on site. Every fourth incident related to a security or system-relevant radio service. For example, from authorities and organisations with security tasks, aircraft radio and public cellular networks. We guarantee interference-free communication for system-relevant radio and telecommunications services even during lockdown, says Joachim Homan, President of the Federal Network Agency. Comprehensive hygiene and distance regulations secured field work and on-site order processing from March onwards. The availability of the Fault Acceptance Department and the nationwide operational readiness of the testing and measuring service was also guaranteed around the clock seven days a week. In the United Kingdom, drones are being used to measure underwater noise from shipping, which the United Nations have said poses a danger to marine life. Researchers at Strathclyde University said the new technique gives a more accurate reading of noise levels from shipping traffic which can interfere with the ability of marine animals to hear, navigate, communicate and catch prey. The scientists have been using a waterproof aerial drone with a hydrophonic recorder to measure human-generated underwater radiated noise, URN. 
The hydrone lands on the sea, switches off, then floats while a hydrophone suspended below it records sound before the equipment is flown back to the boat it operates from. The drone's mothership can sail on her merry way without having to rig for silent running herself. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Next weekend, it's the CQ Worldwide 160-metre CW Contest, January 29-31. to CQ Worldwide 160-metres SSB Contest, February 26-28. to CQ Worldwide Ready WPX Contest, February 13-14. International DXCW Contest, February 20-21. International DX Phone Contest, March 6-7. Colonel Contest, BEIU, 13-14 March. Alan Mason, VK2GR, has asked other members of the VKCC to make contact. VK2GR at gmail.com to show interest in operating or assisting with the operation of the VKHQ stations in the Colonel Contest, March 13-14. In 2020, Australia fielded two teams of five operators with the Australia 1 team winning the team section for the fourth year in a row. The WIA HQ stations activated, VK3WIA, VK4WIA, VK5WIA and VK6WIA. WIA John Moore Field Day 2021. March from UTC at 100 hours on Saturday 20 to 059 hours Sunday the 21st. The CQ Worldwide SSB WPX Contest, March 27-28. The CQ Worldwide CW WPX Contest, May 29-30. April 25 AM CW Anzac Day, Monday 25th from 9 AM on 7125 kHz AM. Harry Angel Sprint will be May 1st, 2021. 10 hours to 1146 UTC. The VK Shires, the June long weekend, which is a weekend prior to the second Monday of June each year. Making it June 12-13 in 2021. Winter VHF UHF Field Days, June 26-27. DX Window, Argentina. EMSAT Argentina will go QRT today, the 24th, after a week QRV as LU7AA, commemorating the 31st anniversary of the launch of satellite LO19. Activity using CW, SSB, various digital modes, SSTV, and on various satellites FM. QSL direct to LU7AA. Netherlands. PC19 Hope is QRV until March 10. To support efforts in containing the COVID-19 pandemic. QSL via PA7HPH. Bulgaria. LZ1340B is QRV to celebrate the 1340th anniversary of the First Bulgarian Empire. QSL via LZ3SM. UK Sovereign Base Areas on Cyprus, ZC4. Gary is QRV as ZC4GR for the next few years. Activity is mainly on 40 to 10 metres using SSB, FT8 and possibly SSTV. PSK31 and WSPR in his spare time. 
QSL via AB7DX. Israel. Forex Zero RMN is operating from the Ramon Crater, Israel's largest national park, in the Negev Desert between the 30th of January and the 1st of February. Send QSLs to 4x6LM, LOTW and EQSL. A certificate will be available for working three out of the four special stations that are operating as part of the ongoing Lender Craters program that kicked off last year. ZL100RSC throughout February only celebrates the 100th birthday of the first meeting of NZIRT's Branch 5. Felix VK4FUQ here and I'll sign off but now with breaking news is Editor Graham VK4BB. Yes Felix, a little more on your ZL100RSC story. This special call sign, ZL100RSC, will be active right throughout February. Any band, any mode, including repeaters, digital voice reflectors, EME, satellites, VHF, UHF and HF. Endorsements will be available for working all contacts on a single band or mode. A certificate will be mailed out to all stations achieving 100 points during February. ZL100RSC is a compulsory contact worth 25 points. The club station ZL3AC is worth 10 points. And Christchurch ARC, that's branch 05 of NZART members, are worth 5 points each. Double points apply on the 15th of February. That's UTC date for WeDX stations. That's the 100th anniversary of the first club meeting. The Radio Society of Christchurch New Zealand Centenary Award is free. VK1WIA. Still to come on WIA National News, we'll have Nick VK7 Whiskey Whiskey. He'll be feeding the chooks. Well, not quite in the manner of the Joe era, but he'll be looking at the chooks of Chermside. We'll also have N5PRE Kev Trotman introducing to us the Snow Lady. But will Solar Cycle 25 dazzle or fizzle in 2021? Tad Cook, K7RA, in an ARRL post to all radio amateurs, asks what's happened. Solar Cycle 25 seemed well underway, but no new sunspots emerged since last year prior to Christmas, that being December 23, 2020 to be exact. The last time any sunspot was visible was January 2. On January 14, the day prior to Tad's post, spaceweather.com posted, Welcome back, solar minimum. Average daily solar flux declined from 78 to 73. Geomagnetic A index remained quiet. But a new study being reported on in universitytoday.com suggests that solar cycle 25 may be more powerful than even previously predicted. It's the big question in wireless weather for 2021 and the new decade. Will solar cycle 25 wow observers or be a washout? This new study goes against the consensus, suggesting we may be in for a wild ride if predictions and analysis of past solar cycle transitions hold true. The last solar cycle was an historic underperformer. Starting from early 2011, based on the termination of cycle 23, this lacklustre cycle produced a sunspot number of just 116 and featured year 2019 with over 281 spotless days. That's 77% of the year. That being, for the earthward face of the sun, the longest death of sunspots in over a century. Now, Media Watch. It seems that last man standing actor Tim Allen isn't the only main player on a TV show to get a ham radio ticket. Meet Donna Snow, who's been a fixture on a popular DIY network program in the USA. 
Kevin, N5PRE from Amateur Radio Newsline, introduces Donna Snow. And then, the Chooks in Chermside. Donna Snow of the long-running reality show Texas Flip and Move recently became Donna Snow W5SML. Although her call sign is a lot newer than the name she made for herself on the popular home makeover series, she is hoping for changes in her own shack soon. Inspired by her ham radio mentor Rex King, W5EAK, a Vietnam veteran and former Navy radio man and officer, Donna is exploring ways to use ham radio as a tool to connect veterans struggling with life after military service. She has already accomplished that through renovation projects that include making bathrooms safer for a Vietnam vet and repairing a flood-damaged American Legion post. She is presently redoing the yard outside the home of a widow of a veteran who fought at Iwo Jima. While studying to upgrade to general class, she is also making plans for a TV show featuring amateur radio and, of course, the veterans themselves. Her progress reports appear every week on her QRZ page. Donna told Newsline in an email, quote, I am on a mission to tell everyone about ham radio and the benefits it offers to all, no matter their age, end quote. She said she is living the spirit of her vanity call sign, W5SML, SML for snow much love. Hi, this is Nick VK7, Whiskey Whiskey, and the focus today is Chooks in Chermside. Yes, you heard it correctly, calling Brisbane and Chooks in Chermside. About ten years after the end of World War II in the sleepy Brisbane suburb of Chermside, a boy named Peter Hill noticed the chooks in his family backyard scratching at objects in the ground. He found several small rusted discs, some had names on, as well as ranks of military officers. He found many that the chooks had not located, so he cleaned them up and kept them in an album as a personal collection. Then, about 55 years later, Peter donated them to a local historical society who were baffled by the discs, what they meant and why they'd been buried at Chermside. But now the answers can be found in The Secret Codebreakers of Central Bureau by David Dufty. This is a fascinating book on the unveiling of Australia's own wartime Bletchley Park. Yes, the signals intelligence collectors and codebreakers who worked at the top secret Central Bureau in Brisbane. But there's much more than what I've mentioned, such as stone frigates, Morse code and Karna code, the secrets of the Coral Sea, the paper war over women, the garage, a cryptological love story, and the secret medals. It's all in David Dufty's book, The Secret Codebreakers of Central Bureau. A ripper of a read. This is Nick, double scotch. That's VK7 Whiskey Whiskey, signing clear. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. And kicking off the segment this week, it's ATV. Every pixel tells a story. Have you checked out the video version of WIA News yet? It's compiled by Bevan, VK5BD, for use on your local ATV system, or just watch it on YouTube. Search VK5BD, or via the link on the wia.org.au website. You'll find the link at the top of the news broadcast page. Last weekend, Bevan and his club 
were busy participating in the Summer VHF Field Day, so Bevan compiled the video news in the field. A huge effort. Thanks again, Bevan. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Faith, or should this read, O Ye of Little Faith. An Ofcom investigation in the United Kingdom has found that the religious satellite television channel Love World has breached broadcasting rules for the second time in a year. During the course of a 29-hour program, yes, you heard right, 29 hours, the program, the Global Day of Prayer, news content and sermons presented potentially harmful, unsubstantiated theories about coronavirus without providing adequate protection for viewers. And by that we don't mean viewers broke social distancing rules or watched without being masked up. Some of the statements claim that the pandemic is a planned event created by the deep state for nefarious purposes and that the vaccine is a sinister means of administering nanochips to control and harm people. Some statements claim that the cause of COVID-19 is the rollout of 5G technology. Ofcom have directed Love World Limited not to repeat the program and to broadcast a summary of their findings. Given the seriousness of this breach and that it's Love World Limited's second of this nature, Ofcom are also considering whether any further sanction is warranted. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, Aris and ATV reach new heights. A live stream YouTube link of the amateur radio on the International Space Station contact was established through the week, allowing we Earthlings the opportunity to see students contacting astronaut Colonel Mike Hopkins aboard the orbiting space station using amateur radio. Maybe still worth a look on YouTube Live View. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Maritime. Sweden Subway SL8 SUB is the first submarine flotilla's official military amateur radio call sign. Radio SL8 SUB, the first submarine flotilla within the Swedish Armed Forces, is located in the east-southernmost part of Sweden and has been heard on the air on HF and VHF on FM, CW, AM and SSB from some eight subs. One submarine, the HMUB Upland, both berthed and submerged. QSLing is simple, both direct via manager SM6DQR by SASE or send them to the SM Bureau. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting, Girl Guides Thinking Day on the Air. Thinking Day on the Air is an opportunity for girl guides of all ages to talk to other girl guides and girl scouts around the world via amateur radio. This year the event will be held between February 20 and 21. If you know of any girl guides, please invite them to participate. Station registration can be made on the UK Girl Guides website. The Alara Echolink conference station will be available for use by girl guides during the weekend. And for more details, contact Norma, VK2YL. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Yota, Youngsters on the Air. Last week, WIA President Greg, VK2GPK, spoke of Yota. Again, here, here, some of what he said. Yota is introducing a new generation to amateur radio and showing them that science can be fun. But for Yota to work, we need to recruit and support what are best called Yota evangelists, younger amateurs that can interact and spread the word in the context of the language of the already technology-enabled younger generation. This is a train-the-trainer approach that works. Some earlier Yota approaches were not so successful. It is early days with Yota, but it is a worthwhile initiative. 
So if you or your local club is interested in becoming involved with YOTA, visit the IARU website and search on YOTA. The WIA, now 110 years young, can only continue to support the amateur radio community with your support. If you have a real passion for the future of amateur radio, the WIA needs you. Until next time, this is Greg, VK2GPK. Thanks, Greg. I'm Cole, VK3GTV, and I'll have more Worldwide Special Interest Group news next week. Rewind. QSM. Rewind. QRL. QRA, this is VK4FJRK, John Knox. Rewind. Today, a look at the Q code. The use of the 17th letter of the alphabet from the early days of Morse through maritime, railways, ham radio, Sesame Street, and the use of Q in QAnon, the collection of baseless conspiracy theories that have animated the far-right fringes of the internet during the past year. Q is actually a rare letter. There's only one tile in Scrabble, and it has ten points assigned to it, the highest possible. In the use by radio, so few words, in fact probably no three-letter words, start with Q, hence it was a great way to signify a message and to abbreviate it into a code, a Q code, at the same time. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Back to the steam-powered days of rail, and a pattern is evident in the whistle blows. Two longs, a short and a long. In international Morse code, that signal pattern is the letter. Wait for it, Q. In the USA, a Union Pacific guideline says Q is designated as the crossing warning. Prolonging the signal until the engine is in the crossing probably explains why a letter would be preferred that ends in a long instead of a short. Engineers can just hold the signal open until they're parked. Now to sea we go, and the ship's signal either my vessel is healthy and I request free pratique, with a single Q, Quebec flag, or I require health clearance. With a double signal, QQ, Quebec, Quebec, either is correct for a vessel yet to be cleared for pratique. Pratique, incidentally, is the permission to do business at a port granted to a ship that has met all quarantine or other health regulations. The Quebec flag is square and pure yellow. Continuing to fly either of these signals indicates a vessel is yet to receive clearance and is thus effectively in quarantine. In the United Kingdom, even today, royalty on ships or trains uh, use a queue via a flag or a toot on the horn to indicate their right of way. Queue here originally stood for Queen Victoria of the British Empire. Just on 51 years ago this month, episode 43 of Sesame Street introduced Kermit, explaining how to use the letter Q. Now to ham radio. And even today, close on 111 years since the Wireless Institute of Australia was formed, our regulations, which need to be passed as we commence our ham radio journey, involve the international usage of the Q code and the application of a range of common Q codes. So, QGM... This is VK4FJRK, John Knox, going QRT, till next we meet. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Now I look at the 2021 social scene, and due to the COVID-19 situation, please check these events direct for up-to-date status information. 
And even without COVID, dates have an uncanny knack of being changed at last moment. One such cancellation is the Yurunga Radio Convention Easter weekend. This advice from Gloria Savens, the Honorary Secretary of the Yurunga Radio Convention Committee. Yes, Yurunga is cancelled 2021. But still on the scene will be in VK4 a Weissen event at the Ipswich and District Radio Clubhouse, February 13. The Wyong Field Day, February 28 in VK2. In VK3, the EMDRC Hamfest, March 28. VK4's Redfest 2021. Alara Meet 2021 in Bendigo. And VK3 Rosebud Radio Fest by Spark, November 14. Final, final, and then as we say, we're out of here. Things might just get a little challenging for UTC, coordinated universal time that is, the timekeeping system so familiar to us hams who pursue precision in our DX contacts or use some of the newer digital modes. As reported on the UK news website The Telegraph, scientists are now suggesting that the world's atomic clocks, which control UTC, shorten the minute so that UTC can better keep pace with the irregular rate of the Earth's rotation, which most people measure using the less precise method known as solar time. And let's face it, it is hard to stay in sync. When the Earth's rotation was seen to be slowing, scientists added something we called a leap second to the end of a particular year. They've done this 27 times since 1972 to help keep atomic clocks and UTC simpatico with solar time. Scientists believe Earth's 24-hour rotation has grown swifter now, making the days ever so slightly shorter. They also believe 2021 could well be the shortest year we've had in many decades. They say this will ultimately have an impact on navigation systems and satellite communications and anything else that requires precision in cosmic timekeeping. This very subject is in fact up for discussion at WRC 2023, which is at least two years and many, 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 many seconds away. Now, that's a thought that could probably make our own heads spin a lot faster too. So keep both feet on the ground and walk softly. I'm Graham BK4BB. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.